Hello, everyone. That is Carly Ozard singing her version of Bridge Over Troubled Water. The, the uh, Simon and Garfunkel song made famous by Simon and Garfunkel. And that's the disco version. And that was me singing along with her. That's right. You've reached Green Room on Air. I am Ray Renati. This is your place for entertainment. Today, I have two very special guests. One of them is Carly Ozard. And the other is Meg McKay. And both of them will be singing in an upcoming YouTube live presentation called What the World's What the World Needs Now is Love, a Valentine concert celebrating Broadway. This was actually recorded a number of years ago, but it is starring some really fab people. Susan Anton, Patula Clark, Barbara Cook, Spencer Day, Melinda Doolittle, Kathy Garrick. I can go on. Uh, the date is Saturday, February 13th at 7 p.m. YouTube Live. I will put all the links on the bottom. How y'all doing? How you all doing? What a beautiful day here in Palo Alto, California, here in my uh, office that I share with my wife and my son. It's like sardines in here, but I'm all alone now, so I'm recording, as you can hear. That's me, moi, your host, Ramundus. Renatus, otherwise known as Ray Renati, or by my my mother is Raymond John. Yeah, I um, I've had insomnia for months and months, and some of you might know why, and it's because I uh, I was a drug addict. Now, not your typical drug addict. I was taking drugs according to doctor's orders, but I became dependent. And when I had to get off of that drug, it was a benzodiazepine called clonopin. I had all kinds of problems, all kinds of problems. But uh, now what's left is insomnia. And I went to a special doctor called a CBTI doctor. CBT, uh, you know, CBT, many of you uh, have heard of that. Cognitive behavioral, cognitive behavioral therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy and there's an i at the end which i think stands for insomnia they basically make sure that you go to bed on time and wake up on time and the most important thing is you, that you wake up every morning at the same time no matter how much sleep you had so at first it's brutal first couple of weeks you're getting a few hours of sleep a night but uh, i'm starting to get better i'm getting better and uh it's awesome. It's awesome. I haven't slept well in years. We all need sleep, don't we? I'm jealous of those people who say they only need four or five hours of sleep a night. I asked my doctor about that and he said it is true, but there are very few. It's a very small percentage, although they do exist. I don't know. Donald Trump says he's one of them, but I don't believe anything he says. Just like he says he doesn't drink. I don't believe that. But I don't want to talk about him anymore. Thank God. Thank God he's gone. Please let him be gone. We don't need him anymore. You know, I was watching Mark Marin this morning. He does a, he's now doing, every morning he gets on the, uh, the Instagram and does a live Instagram and he has 700 to 1,000 people watching him. And I realized, he, you know, the format of this show is very similar to his. But uh, he's a, he, He's what you call a celebrity, and I'm what you call not a celebrity. <laughs> so I was thinking about starting the Instagram thing or something similar, maybe getting three or four people to watch me randomly. That'd be fun. But uh, I do have an Instagram. It's uh, Ray Renati, and I'm, I'm making green, a green room on air Instagram, and I will be putting some clips on there from shows, but it's not ready yet. There's a website for this show. It's called Green Room on Air. And also, if you're so inclined, uh, please go to Apple Podcasts on iTunes and give me a rating and a review if you'd like. I'd really appreciate it. And I will be your bestest friend. Promise. I promise. And I never lie. I'm like George Washington. 
No, I did not chop down that cherry tree, Papa. And he didn't. Or did he? We shall never know. Boy, what else is going on? The world is just a crazy place. It's so crazy. The other day, I'm walking down the street, and uh, I forgot my mask. But there was nobody around. It was early in the morning. I had my doggy. There were no people out. I was talking on the phone to some friends, and uh, I was looking to the right, and apparently there were some people to my left. And all of a sudden, I heard this, uh, this woman just yelling at me. Where's your mask? Put on your mask. And then her friend that was with her started yelling at me also. And they were a good 15, 20 feet away from me. Now, I thought that if you were outside and able to social distance, you didn't have to wear a mask. But being that I am a guru, I simply smiled and walked my merry way and walked home and did not retaliate. The adrenaline of shame and anger and rage pumped through my, my bloodstream and my nervous system, but I let it go. I calmed myself with some ohms and some chakra massages on the go, and uh, I was fine. I let it go, and uh, I'm feeling good about that. Yeah. So uh, today... As I said, our guests are Carly Ozard and uh, Meg McKay, both of the San Francisco Bay Area cabaret sing, scene, sing, scene, although uh, Carly has moved to New York. Now she has moved back here because of COVID, but she's made her mark in New York and in San Francisco, and she's done all kinds of cool stuff. I've known her for many years. She's one of my bestest friends, and um, we're sort of clones in so many ways in terms of uh, our personalities. Like when you take those personality tests and all, we, we always have the same, the same outcomes on the tests. Uh, it's, it's really funny. But uh, let's see. Let's, uh, Meg McKay has been a local diva in the San Francisco cabaret and musical theater scene for more than 20 years, and is the winner of seven Drama League Dean Goodman and seven Bay Area Theater Critics Circle Awards for her work in Torch Song Trilogy, the first national tour of that, Hello Dolly at The Mountain Play, Roberta and Grassharp at 42nd Street Moon, a Karen Carpenter Christmas at the Marsh Theater, and what? Give up showbiz at the Mason Street Theater. Wow, she's done a lot of cool stuff. The world goes round. She loves me. Putting it together all at TheaterWorks, which is a big deal. Enter the Guardsman, San Jose Rep. Awesome play. Awesome theater company that is now out of business, unfortunately. And the subject was roses. So let me just tell you, if you're not from the Bay Area, I just named many of the top theaters in the San Francisco area. And she's worked there numerous times. Her favorite role was Mama Rose in TheaterWorks. Fabulous. A fabulous production of Gypsy. And she played the lead role there. She's uh, recorded two critically acclaimed CDs. I've listened to them. Beautiful. So many people and Legally Blonde. Meg and her husband, pianist, Billy Philadelphia. Don't you love that name? But anyway, so that's Meg. What a bio she has. And Carly Ozard. She is an electronic music vocalist and songwriter, and that's new for her, and that's what got her signed with a record label. She has been discovered as a great electronic vocalist, electronic music vocalist, and will be playing some of that music. She's recently signed to Sobel Nation Records, distributed by Warner Brothers. Carly's new tracks and remixes will be available on all major streaming platforms in October 2019. And that was, what, two years ago, right? <laughs> Almost? No, not quite. Year and a half? I'm, I, I'm just reading. I, you know, I took this off her website, so. You know, she is a citizen of the world. That's right. Aren't we all, though? Some of us live on Mars, I think. Many of us. Carly, tra I do, I know. Carly travels and writes songs 
Based on her experiences from Burning Man to Bali, her songs inform her listeners that transcendence and acceptance worldwide is the message. That's right. So Carly, uh, Carly is a huge talent. And uh, I'm so glad that both of these people are on my show today. I've been meditating every day and doing some special yoga breathing stuff from this uh, organization called The Art of Living. And I have to say, I, I'm feeling pretty good. So if you're a meditator, I really, really encourage you to keep it up and do it every day. I think that doing it every day or nearly every day is, uh, is the key, folks. That's the key to nirvana. Nirvana. Nirvana is no longer just a band in Seattle. Oh, God, what a bad joke. All right, folks, that's enough of that. Let's get right to our guests, Meg McKay and Carly Ozard. Carly Ozard and Meg McKay, thank you so much for showing up today on Green Room On Air. I think you've been on here a few times, huh, Carly? Yes, I love this podcast. Yay. So um, you guys have something coming up, Meg and Carly. What, what is it? Uh, what's it called? It's the Valentine's Day concert for the Richmond Irma AIDS Foundation. And Meg, if you want to take over any time, like it's like at least 11 or 12 years old. Oh, honey, it's 30 years old. No, it's not 30. Uh-huh. And no, Parts it's not. It. No. Yeah, the first concert was before REAF was formed. I'm talking about the performance. This one. We're in. Oh, is 11 years old. The organization is like 30 years old. Sure. Yeah. But the what? show that we're in on val- not on Valentine's Day but for Valentine's Day this year 2021 is actually from 11 years ago. Oh, yes. okay. At that. No, yes. This I particular mm-hmm. performance is from 11 years ago. Right, cuz they're yeah. using video clips. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it- you meant the whole organization and it's it's been around and it's a fabulous thing. It's Reef, is that what it's called? Yes. R- Reef. Yeah. Yeah. Ermit AIDS Foundation. Right. Right. John and Mark Ermit were uh very close friends and their mothers became best friends after they both died of AIDS. And there was a fundraiser and uh I sang on it and it was before Reef was formed. And then uh, together with the two women, uh, Ken Henderson and Joe Seiler, put together this great organization. And it's a mothership. It feeds out to all these other AIDS, uh, local AIDS charities. And it's it's just a fabulous thing. Right, right. They raise so much money. I, I, when I, when I look at the website, I am just blown away at how successful they've been. And most people have never heard of them because like you say, they're a mothership and most people probably know the ancillary companies that have uh, worked with them, but don't know that reef is behind it all organizing everything. Is that, is that kind of what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Giant concerts a year. Two. Uh, We couldn't hear you. Did you say summer Mm -hmm. called help is on the way. And uh, then there'll be a winter concert, too, sometimes. And um, usually at this fabulous venue, the, the Palace of Fine Arts. It's, it's a really gorgeous place. Nice big fat hall. And it holds, it's very popular with wealthy people, fortunately. Yay! Yeah. So, so if, if you're listening to this and you're not from San Francisco, the Palace of Fine Arts was a building that was built for the World's Fair in 1915 or something, right? And um, they, it was supposed to be temporary, but they've never torn it down because it's absolutely beautiful. And there's there are a couple, there are a number of venues in there, and one of them where they usually hold the concerts is just beautiful, and the and and the acoustics are wonderful, and lots of really famous people have played there, including you guys. Uh, <laughs> who did I see there? Uh, Adina Menzel, like 10 years ago, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. Barbara Cook is going to be featured on this concert. Yes. 
I once was on the stage there in the winter one. It was Shirley Jones. And I just flipped completely out that I was backstage with Shirley Jones. And she was adorable. She brought the house down. I just remembered something. I worked with a guy. Do you remember Palo Alto Players, uh, Carly, when they had the uh, the musical uh, theater? It was called, uh, Pis- I can't remember, but it had a separate theater. And there was a guy in the show that was on tour with Shirley Jones for years. That's cool. In MAME. That's he cool. said she was absolutely the most wonderful person to work with. So that's amazing. So, yeah. So lovely. And Carol Channing was in a show I was in with them. I really? I really, I was such a fan. I felt like such a fool. I brought my score of Hello Dolly and I asked her to autograph it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so lovely, you know. It was it was a, a really nice organization to to get to work for. Too bad we can't do it live again right now, but I'm glad that they're bringing this back for people to enjoy. Um, I really think this is just going to be a trip down memory lane for a lot of people. And it's kind of what we need right now is to have like a nice little reminisce and celebrate Valentine's Day in our quarantine ways. And the the best part about Reef, I mean, there's so many great things about them. It's like they foster uh, local talent while simultaneously bringing in these great big names, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you, so I get to grow and learn from the people around me. So like, I am always the one in the wing studying the performances, um, just watching, you know, yeah. and um, so that I can learn. And it's like, ah, oh, I appreciate this moment that I've been given where I'm in the same room as, um, you know, got Maureen, Maureen McGovern is who oh. out to me when, when I was in one of the benefits with Maureen McGovern. And I was just like, your voice is amazing and it's an inspiration. And so getting to watch her do a song was really amazing. My gardener's gone. Here comes one more. For those listening, we paused because I had a leaf blower about five feet from my ears. Maybe you heard that. Maybe I included some of this in the future. You'll, I, I don't know. You're the ones who will know because you're listening. <laughs> so I was thinking I could uh, just quickly name some, some of the people that are going to be in this, uh, this show that was done like 10 years ago. So we have Susan Anton of of uh, Amazon, Susan Anton, tall Susan Anton, <laughs> of former Dudley Moore, Susan Anton, right? Goddess, Susan uh, Petula Clark. Wow. Barbara Cook. I love Barbara Cook. Spencer Day. Eh, those people are all like uh, Broadway, uh, cabaret singing people. Yeah. Heroes. Absolutely. <laughs> Melinda Doolittle. Now, I don't know her. She was an American Idol. American Idol. Did she win? No, but she was so amazing. And she had a rendition of Home from The Wiz that slayed me. And I can I still remember it like it was yesterday. Okay, I'm going to listen to that one. Please, please, please do yourself a favor and listen to it. I I, I just stopped watching American Idol after I don't know what season it was. I couldn't take it anymore. It's like Survivor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Kathy Garrick. Do you know her? I actually don't. I don't no, either. But... She's a cabaret star actress. Sharon Glass, TV star. Don't know her either. Leslie I, Jordan. Sharon Glass is Cagney and Lacey. Right? Ah. Right? And then she was also on Queer as Folk. And she and Tyne Daly one year. I was in Meg, were you in that one? You know, we 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 alternated so often. Um one year they had Cagney and Lacey on at the same time. And like, it was this whole comedic thing that I feel like that was a different one than the Leslie Jordan one. They didn't have all three of them there at the same time. That would have been insane. Yeah. So. Was this the original Cagney and Lacey TV show? Yes. Oh, okay. 
And like Tiny Daly, who's like Broadway gypsy royalty, the mother, the mother rose of the century, in my opinion, still on the West Coast is Meg McKay at Theater Works. You were the best. Thank you. I missed that. I studied you, your work. Um, your yeah, that performance was amazing. Anyway, are you talking um, about Mama Rose? Mama I am. Rose? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so Meg played Mama Rose. Meg McKay at, here. At Our theater friend work. played Mama at theater Rose work. at Theater Works, is which is uh, one of the preeminent professional theaters here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Who have they've they they've initiated all kinds of Broadway shows, including Memphis. And Meg played uh, Mama Rose and killed and slayed. It in, was. It was the most fun. Uh, it was the hardest work ever, you know. In fact, the first weekend they scheduled matinees on Saturday and Sunday. So I did four gypsies in two days. And I wow. don't another human on this earth that has had to do that. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, a, Must it have was, been a great show. I can't believe it, I didn't see it. When was it? Twelve at least. Well, uh, I don't know why I didn't see it. Oh well. Oh well. Uh, Leslie Jordan, love Leslie Jordan. So really quickly, Leslie Jordan is in my song. Yay! Yeah. So he's in my song. In what way is he in your song? What do you mean? I mean, I'm gonna feel really silly, but I feel like this is the only reef benefit he ever did. So it has to be my song. So okay, Tom Orr who yeah. you both know. Yeah. I know Meg has sung some of his work and he wrote me this incredible medley called Bitter and Be Gay. And that's got as like a soloist in to Reef. And before I had been like a backup singer and like they had some like choral stuff needed in one of their benefits. And that's how I got in with Tom Orr. And we... Uh, so he wrote me this medley and the medley was just so kick ass that it got Ken and Joe's attention. And that's how I got into Reef as like a soloist. And then they, is it David Garrigan, Meg? Is that the director? Yeah. 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 He was the director of the one that I was debuting as a soloist in and Leslie Jordan was in it and he put him in my number. And I don't want to ruin it because you have to watch it, but Leslie Jordan isn't wearing much. And <laughs> So, um, tune in, tune in for Tom Orr's incredible lyric and for a not so much clothed Leslie Jordan and all while I'm singing. <laughs> I love it. Fabulous. I love it. Uh, is it, there's no video of this, I suppose. Well, it's going to be. Oh, yeah. oh, this that's is performance. Oh, this is on here. This show. That's oh my God. Oh my God! How awesome is that? Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, that's oh my so God! Great. I'm gonna be because I, I can't get the footage. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be filming the TV and putting it like bootleg style on my YouTube channel. <laughs> oh. Wow! Yeah, yes. gosh. Hey, Carly, didn't we didn't we do a, a green room on air a couple years ago? It was a reef benefit? Like two yeah, I love talking. I love yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because I, I know we've discussed this before. Guy, Leslie Jordan, my, my Leslie Jordan experience, I was writing articles for, what paper was this? Um, the one Mike used to, Mike Ward used to. Oh, Bay Area Reporter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got me a job there. And so I was writing all these articles. Yeah, I was writing all these reviews and stuff. And uh, great. <laughs> I wanted the what? That's right. I just I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in the I went in the restroom before the show, and Leslie Jordan was in there, and we talked. And then I, I said something about how how the Raz room didn't have restrooms for the performers; they had to use the restroom with the rabble in the audience or something. You know, I was kidding around. And I never worked there again. Like <laughs> the the lady at the Raz room wanted that out because she didn't want anyone to know that, and Mark wouldn't let her take it out. And that was my last job. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, they're under new management. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Stuff happens. I just remembered oh. that. But anyway, that was a great show. Steve Nill. I don't know Steve. Do you know Steve? No. Uh, Kimberly Locke. Oh, I remember her. She's American, American Idol. I liked her. I remember her. She was great. 
She also like killed it with a musical theater ballad too. I forget which one. Maybe yeah. somewhere over the rainbow. That was a long time ago though. If I'm right <laughs> on that, I'm gonna be really impressed with me. <laughs> Latoya London. Oh my god, she and I appeared in a reef benefit together. I was starstruck, and I was a that was before I grew up. You know, I was like yeah. 24. Yeah. And, and um, I was just like, oh my gosh, like because her. Her performances on Idol were epic. Oh, I know. I remember. They were amazing. And she changed yeah. Idol because when she got voted off, people like were like, I am no longer watching American Idol. Like, like she cost people, she cost them views. That's how epic her talent was. Yes. It's so, like, similar maybe you didn't win though or something, but like you shook some shit up, man. And that's the inspiring thing about art and music. She was excellent. And the other person who got voted off, I think she was eighth. Uh, we all know she won an Academy Award in Dreamgirls. Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson. Can you believe that? She was eighth place. Yeah. And yeah. even though I question her choice in men, Catherine McVie has done well for herself. She's very, very good. I so, really, really like her. I don't know her choice in men, but. She just married David Foster, and it was, it was unearthed that she donated to Trump. So like her gay followers were like, bye, well, bitch. Well, she's from Texas or something, isn't she? No, Southern oh. California. Oh, Thanks, right. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know enough. But the donation to Trump was a proven thing. And that was uh, a crazy, that was a crazy thing in social media uh, for like a day and a half. Can't have that. No Trump donations. Uh, Constantine yeah. Morales. I remember him. He was good. Oh, I, I actually was in a show with a friend of his. Uh, you know, Corey? Um, forgot her name. Anyway, she went to school with him in the same class, Chinese school. And then uh -huh. May and Carly Ozard. There they are. <laughs> here they are. Right here in the flesh. Jake Simpson, uh, Renee Taylor, and Joseph Bologna. Oh, yeah. They were adorable. I bet. <laughs> yeah. I know Joseph Bologna. There's dancers on the bill. They uh, almost every year they have some dance event as well. Mm -hmm. One of the names you might not know is probably a fabulous dancer. Yes. Who are you talking about, Renee? No, I just mean that the whole program. Oh I yes, remember, but I bet that's who they are, and that's why they involve community. Yeah, this is great. They have a mixture of people who are popular here in the Bay Area, and then people who are nationally popular. They create opportunity. They yeah. they create opportunity, and that's that's amazing. And that's that's what makes us all go like, yes, we'll be there. What time do you need us? For sure, for sure. What a great what a great show to be in. And then one of my favorite Hollywood squares of all time, Bruce Villanche. Oh my gosh! I he's been on this show. That was quite a conversation. He's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love him. The, I'm looking at the. What did I go? He was in. Uh, I was like a year and a half ago, two years ago. It was, it was, um, oh, it was a benefit. It was, it was a bunch of guys in Speedos and Bruce and in drag. <laughs> it was the most sounds, hilarious. Sounds like my favorite place on earth. It was hilarious. I mean, it was so great. I forget what it was. Do, do you yeah. remember this, Meg? No, I don't. Yeah. She's like, unfortunately, no. Oh yeah, I, I and I took. A, I have a ton of pictures from it. It was so great. Yeah. I can, um, it was one of the clubs downtown, and Bruce was it's like, oh, "I'm running out of time. I'm gonna get a little in in ten minutes." Oh yeah. So just so the audience knows, I don't pay for Zoom, and they used to let me have it for free, and now they tell me I have ten minutes left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was directed by Dave Galligan. Yep. Uh, music directors, Michael Orland, Rob Abel, producers, Ken Henderson and Joe Seiler. Okay, so this is going to happen on Saturday, February 13th, this year, 2021, 7 p.m., live streamed on YouTube. And to get tickets, I guess you just go to the Facebook page. Oh, no, you can go to the, the uh, real.sf.org website. That's uh, www.reef, excuse me, reef, R-E-A-F dash sf dot org reef san francisco i think if you just put reef san francisco you'll get it yeah um this is not to be missed i would say in my estimation 
So we're going to listen to a couple of uh, cuts of uh, of music of both uh, Meg and Carly singing, and uh, and we'll be right back. So first we're going to hear Meg sing her rendition of Old Black Magic and then Carly Ozard singing her rendition of Peace Train. That old black magic has me in its spell That old black magic that you weave so Up and down my spine That same old witchcraft When your eyes meet mine That same old tingle That I feel inside And then that elevator Starts its ride And down and down I go Round and round I go Something good has begun Oh, I've been smiling lately Dreaming about the world as well And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause I'm on the edge of darkness There rides a peace train Peace train, take this country Come take me home again Now I've been smiling lately Thinking about good things So I hear you have some stories, Meg. My favorite story is Shirley Jones. Yes. Uh, we're backstage, my husband and I, um, and Billy was chatting her up and, and she was telling stories. And um, she started talking about this show she had just been asked to do in China, of all places. And they sent her a script. And asked her to learn this part. And it was going to be a world premiere. And they wanted Shirley Jones. And she said, I read the play. And it was the worst thing I have (laughs) ever seen. And and my dialogue was incredible. It was motherfucker this and asshole that. (laughs) I literally fell on the floor. That was the funniest thing I ever heard anybody say to me. And it was her. And my husband really said, you know, I can die now because I've heard Shirley Jones say motherfucker. <laughs> There's just something wrong with Shirley Jones saying motherfucker, right? I mean, it's like, it's I love so it. bad, but it. so good. Yeah. Right. Well, she's a child of the theater. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's just ah. she was so good. Like, what was she on? She was on. Uh, what was the TV show um, with the, the Partridge, Partridge, Partridge family? Yeah. She was so what you know, white bread. You know, you just can't oh, yeah. see her saying motherfucker. Well, to me, she's like Lori in Oklahoma yeah. and Julie Jordan. Yeah. So yeah, like basically, she's like a legit opera musical theater star. You know, I don't yeah, think yeah. her swearing like that. It's so funny. Well, I was a huge Partridge family fan when I was a boy. So I mean. Really? I, 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 we wore their albums out. <laughs> I saw Umbrella her. Man. Yeah. I saw her in the Music Man at the theater, the movies. We sat through it twice and she bought me the record and I sang. I sang and sang and sang and sang to the record till I had to buy a new record. <laughs> <laughs> That she got me voice lessons, and I was twelve. Your your mother did. Yeah, yeah. I have a really similar story. Um, Music Man is what made me sing through the score for endless, insane amounts of years, and it's still to this day like the reason why I sing. Yes. Okay, I have to tell you guys something. 
<laughs> the first musical I went to was Music Man, and I was hooked. Oh my god! So all three of us have that in common. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's amazing, right? Like yeah. that's how you know. Like it's like a really good piece of work. Bravo, Meredith Wilson. <laughs> oh, fell in love with the whole thing. You know, it not only is she great. But he knocked my socks off. Oh, he's incredible. Huge crush on Robert Preston. For Same. Years. Yeah. My husband has a crush on Robert Preston. <laughs> not ashamed. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. No. <laughs> All right. We need another story. Who's going to um, Oh, I don't know if I can tell this one. I might go. Well, to- you've already said motherfucker like six times. So you can say my <laughs> This is going to happen. I'm trying to think of how I can censor it in my head. Okay, so one of the the reef, one of the reef benefits had unisex bathrooms, and I guess all I can do is try to like impersonate everyone in this. Okay, so okay, all right. So for some reason, the people in the audience were Richie Rich, and if you don't know who that is, he is a club kid from New York club kid days. Okay. And, and, you know, was on like Sally, Jesse, Raphael and like new Michael Alec and all of that. So you have in reef, a lot of different ages be represented on stage. I was in my twenties appearing with stars in their fifties and sixties. You know what I mean? So I knew who club kids were. Maybe Pat Boone's daughter didn't. You know what I mean? Debbie Boone's daughter didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know who knows what. But Sean Ryan, who's appeared in Reef many times, he's around my age. And so we were like, why is there a club kid here? Is this 1990? Like, what's going on? So I walk in and there's more club kids, but they're older. And Richie Rich is not there, but it's a bunch of them. And I'm like, where are we? We're at this benefit, but this one. And they're all talking about like partying and drugs. And then Davis Gaines walks in and Davis was on the bill and he was phantom forever. So I'm in this unisex bathroom before I'm about to go sing a song by, by David Friedman that Nancy Lamott sang, right? In like this ball gown surrounded by like ancient club kids Davis Gaines trying to pee and Sean Ryan walking out of the bathroom stall. And we all looked at each other. We're like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, so it was a very strange uh, group of personalities in one place. I see. Um, a club kid uh, reunion. Right. With like a Broadway star and m- me. And mm-hmm. it was, it was like a weird San Francisco acid trip without the drugs. Right, right, right. So yes, because um, we all looked around. Those are surreal and experiences. Those are very surreal experiences. Yeah, but yes. but no. that's San Francisco for you. That's, oh, absolutely. I'm serious. Uh, Only in like some parts of Germany and then San Francisco are you in the room with the most random people. Oh, totally. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I have a similar thing like that, Carly. I know you'll know what I'm talking about here. So some of the people that we both know who do who do like. Uh, who are, what should I call them? Queens <laughs> who do their music as women, right? Drag queens, yeah. Drag queens, but they don't, but they don't identify as women necessarily. Uh-huh. Okay. So the most hilarious thing I have ever seen in my life, and it's happened like three times is when you're in a dressing room or the restroom and then they, their persona drops and they're talking like they talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. They're just shooting the shit with the guys, you know? And the first time I saw that, I was just, what? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was the funniest thing. I just That's- love it when, when, when you're used to seeing people's character, like the character they play or whatever. And then right. all of a sudden, that's not who they are, you know? Right. Yeah. They always present themselves in public and who they are in the is- restroom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was in an opera in college. Uh, at the Civic Center, which is a giant thing that has several venues. And one of the other venues right next to us was, uh, I hate to use this word because it's not a good word, but it was called Midget Wrestling. (laughs) And backstage, the two 
human beings in costume looking at each other <laughs> was worth the price of admission. It was fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, I re I remember that. They said the the midget wrestling and the and the and the mud wrestling and the and women, yes, yes, women in the bikinis, yellow red. Yeah, it was it, like you could rent them to come to your party. <laughs> when I went to Cal, I mean, they sometimes the fraternities would do that. There'd be like a ring with women bikinis wrestling in this uh, man-made mud. It was really gross. Oh my God. Yeah, I didn't even, I, I didn't get it. Yeah, like, what the hell? Anyway. Not as entertaining as it sounds. It was not. But when <laughs> when it's a bunch of drunk, you know, 20-year-olds, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So what else? Do you have any other good stories from backstage? I know you do, Carly. You I, I just really enjoyed being in the presence of people who I looked up to. And... Yeah. And not in like a fangirl geeky kind of way, but in like a, you're Bruce Valanche. Like I respect the heck out of you. And like, and Jay Rodriguez from Queer Eye, he just has kind of chiseled out his own pathway. And that's really inspiring for kind of what, what I do in my artistry. Like one second he's on TV hosting something, you know, with Queer Eye and then he's like in rent. And then he's um, doing a thing about Jose Saria. Like he has his hands in so many projects. And so getting to talk to him and like, kind of understand like you know he's like I, I i like him and so it was cool to spend time with him and and singing for these people challenged me in ways to be more professional and step it up mm -hmm. and yeah yeah i yeah. spent I, I, i'm facebook friends with a lot of people who i've done the shows with and mm -hmm. and it's cool to see where their careers have gone it's cool to see them on my TV. It's cool to go see them on stage and hear their music when it's out and then share like when I release my music, like here, you know, like it's just cool to keep in touch and see what people are doing. And you never know, like you could be right for something that they know about or they could be right for something that you need, you know, for collaboration yeah. and Networking. just expanding the network yeah. while helping people while keeping an organization going is something that, you know, we, we want to be part of as activists and as performers. Right. Yeah. Right. And I have to say that there was uh, a few times when I find myself in the wings uh, watching the show with an of my idols. Yep. And I, I found that really fabulous. Also, I come off stage and get the compliment of my life from a woman that I worship. Yep. You know, it was a wonderful backstage experience. Shirley but, Jones. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Mine, mine was Maureen McGovern. Yeah. I love her. And Rita Moreno. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, you know, those she are. Berkeley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She moved there to be near grandkids. Yeah. 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 I, I, I relate to the whole compliment thing. That definitely, that definitely happened as well. And it was like, it felt like, oh my gosh, I really, you know, you know, feel like, you know, confident in what I can bring to the table. My God. Yes. It puts a lot of pressure on you when you're on stage. I made myself crazy with nerves because I realized who I was on the bill with, you know? And then after a couple of years, I got over that yeah. and I started bringing my autograph book. There you go. <laughs> no, I understand. Um, I was really excited to see Martha Wash and Jeannie Tracy on some of the bills. Not this one, but they've brought other ones because mm -hmm. I now do electric dance music as like my sort of path of career. I know, and, it's awesome. And, and so it's one of those things, like I still perform and stuff and I still like, do theater once in a great blue moon, but like it's the EDM thing. So I, I saw Reef as a very inclusive organization where it's like, you're not just, you're not just having people that are like singing standards on your stage. Right. It's like, yeah. Oh, there's an EDM artist. There's a billboard charting artist. There's drag Queens, there's jazz, there's classical. Basically Ken and Joe were kind of like, Hey, if you're good, do you want to come do this thing? Like, that's what I feel like their attitude is. You know, I don't know. What do you think? I love the variety myself. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And they're both very well connected. They just know everybody. Yeah, you can see Yeah. That. And yeah. they're the nicest people in the world. Oh, yeah. Ken and I saw each other in the Castro, like, God, like four weeks ago. And uh, we out of how we just hugged you guys and ken is one of the one, human contact the right reef, right ken's yeah yeah, yeah okay like yep. we've just we're both completely masked and like without thinking it was like masks masks right okay. we were just i don't know it's just like i'm going to hug you we're we know we're okay like it was you know nerve-wracking but thank god it was it was it was him you know yeah Especially with my children, I forget that I'm not supposed to hug them. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, it is. It's just brutal. Are they working out in the world, Meg? Um, yes. My uh, younger son is a comedian in New York. And oh. he performs constantly. And uh, even in COVID. Wow. And my other son. Uh, is an actor and a writer, but mostly he is now a uh, sort of stay-at-home wife about to be mother. And uh, my my son and his husband are having a baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, that's great. Is this and your first grandbaby? Actually, no. But I have another son, a child that I had when I was 19, who was adopted the day he was born. And I have met him in his adult life and he is one of the greatest humans in the world and so i have a grandson of his oh and my god they live in portland they live near and so uh and he's 10 so i've had that experience but not like this not like i get to be the babysitting mom right oh god i can't wait that's amazing <laughs> congratulations yeah. Yeah, congratulations thank you it is a wonderful thing <laughs> Right on. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, your husband, your husband and you perform together, right? Billy Philadelphia? Absolutely. All yeah. the time. He's my musical director. Yes. You're both Often, very big names here in the Bay Area. So uh, everyone knows you guys. He's fabulous. <laughs> he does tell people that I only married him because he can transpose, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a show once with uh, Diana DeGarmo the year after she came in second in American Idol. It was only like her first musical. She did pretty well, given that. But the thing about it was, is the audiences, because of her, the San Jose Center for Performing Arts did sell out every performance. It's like 2,500 seats. Wow. Crazy. It was yeah, incredible. The, I felt like I was on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. TV is a big deal. Oh, yeah. I admit that I, I don't like American Idol because it's so unlike reality. Oh, absolutely. You just don't get taught. Sorry, like, my dog's like dying. Oh, all that criticism junk. That's ridiculous. Oh, my God. They're you nicer now, I think. When I yeah. came in for them, I would never audition for them again. No, 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 no. You know, it's, it's terrible. It, it's not real. No. So. It's not. And it makes people think that that's how people are in the entertainment world. And they're not. In fact, the higher up you go, the nicer everyone is. Right. Because that's they're not right. insecure at all. So it's like they treat you like gold. Like you go audition for a Broadway show and you're not going to get cast, but they, they treat you like a professional, like you're a normal, good person, you know? Yeah. Theater people are very inclusive humans. They're they're wonderful that yes. way. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that's Absolutely. why the stage perform uh, experience is more pro profound than the onstage experience. You know, yeah. it's just, it becomes something that you look forward to. Oh my God. When I, I was in a long running play, I, I couldn't wait to get to work. I know. Oh my gosh. With all those people. Oh, it's just, it's the most wonderful thing. I just, Missed it so much. I hope we Me too. back. I was just Me thinking the other day, like, what are they going to do with the audience? I mean, if if these vaccines don't take stomp it out, you have to like go in in a plastic bubble and pay three times the ticket price or something. What are they going to do? Well, I think spacesuits are next. Yeah, mm. I don't have a live audience just once. 
Totally. Yeah. I've been trying to get involved with stuff in LA lately and I'm having trouble because it's kind of a different thing going on. You know, the TV movie stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. nice stuff, but it's not all the, it's not as, uh, like you said, as inclusive and as loving yeah. and stuff as the theater world. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a different experience. The movie set is so big. You know, the people, the crews are everywhere. They're not all backstage with you. Yeah. And everyone has their little job. And, and right. it's like you're, you're probably never going to meet 90% of the people involved. And there's a ton of money involved. And I mean, I understand. I yeah. Know, but uh, it's been great talking to both of you. Thank you so much. Same here. It's a lot of fun. I love doing this. Harley, this is like your third or fourth time, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to do this. Uh, we should go. We should have a weekly show together. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Carly. I haven't seen you since that show. Yep. Um, I moved to New York. Uh, COVID brought me back home. Uh, my income was basically all entertainment based. And I have a lot of of music coming out. I have a music video coming out. I have an app that bought, that bought my music and I'm hoping that that brings in some, some help. And yeah. uh, I'm in the middle of producing two concerts at home and just trying to make work for myself where I can. That's pretty much where I'm at. And um, it's like awesome to see you, Meg. I haven't seen you. In oh, same here. And can I ask you, is your hair blue? Yes, it is. It looks blue. And so is mine. Yeah, it looks great. You're blue for the election. Oh, okay. Me. Yeah. This is called overtone. I know nobody asked, but I just have to like share. Bleach fries my hair. So like, it's not really an option. And so I was like, well, I guess I just can't have my hair colored anymore. And then the universe said, but here's overtone. And it was like this, it, it's a, you wash it in, you leave, you know, you leave it in and it makes it this color and beautiful. thank you. I love it. And I love the way the light makes it this color because I had friends saying that it was black and I'm like, I promise you it's not, it's blue. And, um, I love your hair color too. So. Well, I was sitting I here the whole time wondering what, what I was going to say something. I was like, Maybe it's just my. Oh my gosh! Dream. Yeah, no. It, I mean, here's the thing: it washes out like that. Oh, that's good. So you got, but but so it's expensive to sort of maintain, um, you know, because you gotta, you got. It's also like you, I have to like travel with Clorox bottle, because the oh dye gets on yeah. stuff no matter how hard you try. Oh, um, I. See. But yeah. but this is a quick fix. They have a ton of different colors, um, cool. and I love them. How did you do yours, Meg? Is it is it a I permanent? Was bluer. I dyed it blue. I was dyeing my hair blonde. My into oh my god, did I just say that? Yes, I am not a natural blonde. I was dyeing my hair blonde my whole life, and then uh, I thought, you know, I haven't dyed it for such a long time because of COVID, and I thought, I know, if I dye it blue, Biden will win. So <laughs> on election day, I dyed my hair blue. Yes. Hey. I figured I can transist to gray, slowly transition. And so that's kind of where I'm at. Cool. Myself a haircut last night. I was, <laughs> what a fool I am. It looks great though. <laughs> it came out okay. <laughs> I wear a hat because if I don't, I have like this eraser head thing going on. Because Oh my God. I love it. I know my hair is totally white now and I have wow. a sunroof. It looks good though. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. It looks I'm, great. Meg, you're a stand-up comic as well? Uh, not stand-up. I, <laughs> I write song parodies. Ah. I have a channel, uh, Meg Billy SF on YouTube, that is, I've got five or six anti-Trump songs on there because I've been writing for a while. Oh, great. And one of them, Say a Little Prayer for Me, which was Tweed Little Scare, when somebody picked it up on Occupy Democrats and they posted it on Occupy Democrats without my name, without uh -oh. the blink, and it got 6.9 million views so far. 
Oh my gosh. And I just wish anybody knew who I was. What's, what's the name of the song? I want to, I want to link to the. What's the name of the song? Tweet a little scare. Okay. Where do I go? Where is it? You, on YouTube. Meg Billy SF on YouTube. You need to get that credit. Yeah. I know. You know, I was such an idiot. I posted it and then I put it on YouTube. I should have waited and posted the link like a fool. I didn't do it. I was so excited about it because it came out good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to the two Mr. Sandman, I've done a lot of them. The first one is, I called it just sad, but it's an ode to Donald Trump uh, to the tune of um, something stupid, Nancy and Frank Sinatra. It went over like gangbusters at uh, Feinstein's. So I decided that was a good outlet. That is a great cathartic thing to write some real trash about that asshole. <laughs> yes, yes. Boy, I mean, can you believe, can you believe it? He's going to get off too, you know? He's going oh, to get off scot-free. I just hope not. I don't think he will in the actual courts. I think the Senate is full of shit. But I think that uh, New York State is going to fry his ass. Yeah, it won't and be criminal stuff, I don't think. It'll just make him broke. Oh, again. fraud and tax evasion are big. Oh, good. I hope so. I hope so. He yeah. has been money laundering for 35, 40 years. Oh, I and, know. And that's what the Russians have on him. Absolutely. You've got to know that. That oh. has to be what it is. Apparently, and, there's all kinds of evidence around that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even in what? the Mueller report. Guess what is coming on Turner Classic Movies at this second? Uh, Music Man. Yeah. Music Man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How's that possible? <laughs> wow. The stars must all be in alignment today or something. Well, insert Twilight Zone theme here. Meg, who would you want to play more? Um, Marion's mom or the mayor's wife? Oh, the mayor's wife. Yeah, you'd be amazing. I, in, in high school, I played Marion's mother. Yeah. And Marion, it was at a church thing. Marion was 21. Yeah. 17. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that story. I was awful, I'm sure, but it was the most fun. Uh, oh, we're my. so lucky to have all this theater and musical theater in our, in our lives. Really? I feel so lucky. Really? Yeah. It's treasure. It, it just, it's what rings my bell. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thanks, well, Ray. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Uh, the show is uh, what the world needs now is love, a Valentine concert celebrating Broadway. And it's going to be playing February 13th, 2021, at 7 p.m. YouTube Live. I'll put all the links. Be there or be square. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Meg. You so much. Thanks, Carly. The moment he wakes up, he puts on his orange makeup. And tweets a lot that isn't true While spraying his hairdo Deciding what mean things to do He tweets a little scare for you Forever and ever You'll still be a fool And we all hate you forever and ever You'll never be cool his cronies he loves only crooks and phonies he doesn't really care for you forever he'll never take care of our needs cause we're not wealthy he'll never be clever he thrives on his greed while we're unhealthy forever and never he won't have a clue of how to save us he's killing democracy too so 
asshole, believe me. We don't need your bullshit today. Please go away. Promise you'll stay in your hotel. Just gonna Ha <laughs> ha!